Run Golf Course. Highway 71 North Wadena. Welcome in to the morning sports desk on a Tuesday. Tuesday, the 12th of July. Happy Taco Tuesday, Corey. Uh, did you, did you bring me a taco? Uh, no. What? No, I, I don't have any tacos for myself, actually. Taco bar at the wedding this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't, don't tell that to my fiance. She might be listening. She really wanted a taco bar for ours, and, uh, we had to break it to her that that wasn't a possibility. Taco bar at a wedding. It was delicious. <laughs> All right. Well, now I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite medding, uh, wedding meals of all time, CJ. See, I did not. The taco bar at a wedding. I didn't think that that was really a thing, taco bars at weddings. <laughs> oh, man. It was great. I mean, I just assume that it gets kind of messy, you know? Like, there's also, I've heard people do pasta bars at weddings. Yep. Had I, one of those, too. Yeah. See, I couldn't imagine that. Like, you're just getting, like, sauce or you're getting the taco juice all over yourself. At least that'd be me. Uh, you know, I can't speak for everybody else. Well, show some composure. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta wrap that taco up tight. You know what I mean? That's true. But uh, you, you know, you just gotta take your time. You can't just shovel everything in like it's a bowl of Cheerios. Well, not with that attitude. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was awesome. Twins Tuesday today. It's a Twins Tuesday. Do we have stuff for that? They uh, open up a little two-game interleague series with the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, they're playing George Costanza today. At Target Field, 6 o'clock pregame, 641st pitch tonight on KWAD. Um, have you ever been to, what is their stadium still called, Miller Park? No, it's American Family Field, which uh, in recent uh, hit, uh, news of Heinz Field and Pittsburgh getting renamed, uh, like... There's a weird thing with stadium names, even though it's corporate branding and it's 100% a money move, and there's no reason why we should really get invested in what these stadiums are called based on which giant corporation is willing to pay them a bunch of money. But, man, Miller Park was such a fitting name for the Milwaukee Brewers, wasn't it? Well, and it turns out Miller Park is also a big corporate brand. Yeah. As it turns out. As is Target Field or even Wrigley Field or Heinz. Uh, uh, Steelers, uh, of course, Heinz Field, now going to be called Acrisure. Acrisure Stadium. It's not great. Not, no, not at all. Uh, it's worse than the Staples Center being renamed to, what was it, Coinbase Arena? Bitcoin something? No, uh, Crypto. Crypto. The crypt- crypt- Crypto.com. Yeah. I think Crypto.com Arena. Yeah. It's brutal, man. It's Brutal. It takes all the fun out of it. The Pepsi Center in Denver is called the Ball Arena, which you'd think like, oh, ball, but like the jars, but they also... Uh, I mean, I still know people who call where the White Sox play Comiskey, so... so <laughs> and they're on their, like, their third stadium since then. <laughs> yeah, that's also... Jacobs Field in, in uh, Cleveland. Uh, Oakland Coliseum used to... Like, it's, yeah, yeah. It used I to still, be called a bunch of different things. Yeah. Uh, anyway... Uh, so In a weak moment, I'll still say I'm heading to the Dome to watch the Twins, so whatever. <laughs> uh, well. Yeah, they play tonight at Target Field against Milwaukee. Um, you know, the one thing about the Steelers field getting renamed, though, is it ruined the best joke of all time, which is that the Steelers always play catch-up at Heinz Field. Oh, uh, yeah, touche. That was the best, and now it's retired. 
I don't even know what Alka shirt does or whatever they're. I'm sure it's some sort of insurance or yeah, yeah, except financial. Um, uh, oh, I remember what I was going to say. I've been to Milwaukee's field before. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. I've heard it's great. Uh, it's enormous. Yeah, it feels like an airport hangar. Because of the because of the roof, mm-hmm. like, you know, most outdoor stadiums you feel outside because it opens up somewhere. And this one, I mean, it does. There, there's windows to the outside, whatever. But they've got to be able to have these tracks for the roof to close all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are moments if you're sitting in the right spot, you forget that you're outside even. And then there's a really high pop up in the infield, and like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is awesome. Right. It's a cool field. Yeah. Uh, I've known family that's been there. I've, it's one of those ones you probably got to go to because it's the clo- one of the closer ones. Yeah, it's not far at all. And, and considering the other closest one is like Kauffman Stadium. But I feel like I'd rather go to that one more than Miller Park. I'm going to call it Miller Park. Uh, either way. Uh, anyway, Twins Tuesday today. The next closest one for me is Colorado. That I've, I, been to, I've been to Milwaukee. I've been to Kansas City. I've been to both Chicago's. I've been to St. Louis. The next one, the old St. Louis. Not the old, old St. Louis. The old St. Louis. Yeah. Bush, Bush 2. I think they're on Bush 3. I think they're on Bush 3 right now. That makes sense. Colorado Stadium is beautiful, though. I really want to go there. Saw Mark McGuire hit a home run in St. Louis. In Big Mac land? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. That, that would be pretty sweet. Uh, we're to the number 20 for Twins Tuesday. Number 20. The most recent twin to wear number 20. Uh, is there a twin wearing number 20 this year? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, that's gonna bother me. Maybe a relief pitcher or something? It's gotta be, cause I don't, I don't think there is a twin that's wearing 20 this I, year. I don't think there is, I think you're correct. I'm gonna say that, and until proven otherwise, I'm right. So the most recent then is? Uh, Matt Tolbert? No, Josh Donaldson wore it last year. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Donaldson. I forgot. I For whatever reason, I kept thinking he was 24. And then Eddie Rosario wore it for from 2015 to 2020, of course. Eddie. And Eddie. then there was Chris Colabello. Oh, the legend Chris Colabello. And then you skip around a little bit. Back in 2012, Brian Dozier wore it. Yep, he was the first one to wear number 20. You have to go all the way back, CJ, to 2011 for Matt Tolbert. Yes. Who wore it from 2008 to 2011. Uh, My favorite number 20 in Twins history, Lou Ford. Lou! Lou. 03 to 07. Uh, Pat Mahomes wore it from 92 to 96. Yeah, that Pat Mahomes. That Pat Mahomes. Um, a famous baseball name, Billy Bean, wore it from 86 to 87. Mm-hmm. And then I think my favorite on the list of number 20s, we'll go from 1940 to 41, a guy by the name of Jake Early wore the number 20. That, that does sound like a... Like an old school baseball name. He did not wear it the entirety of 1941. He switched mid-season. I don't know if he switched mid-season or he was no longer a he. Well, he was no longer a twin or senator, whatever it was at that time, because wearing it the rest of 1941 was a guy by the name of Early Win. Oh. So it went from Jake Early to Early Win in 1941. How cool is that? How common of a name was early? <laughs> common enough, apparently. 
And then the very first player to wear the number 20, another great, like, old-school baseball name. In 1930, it was worn by Garland Braxton. Oh, another good day at the old ballpark. Garland Braxton stepping up to the plate. He's going to hit another home run for those old senators. Garland Braxton, Brixton, Buxton. Brixton, Buxton. So anyway, that's the number 20. All right. Minnesota Twins. Another Twins Tuesday in the books. Corey, I want to wrap up this morning sports desk, or at least have our final topic of the day. Uh, we're going to dip our toe. We haven't talked about these guys in a while, uh, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. We haven't talked about the old, uh, the old team in purple for a while, the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, sure. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, it, it's been a while since we've actually like talked nitty-gritty about some football stuff, and uh, it's the middle of July, so... Training camp is, uh, I think players have their first practice on July 30th for training camp down in Egan. So, uh, Kevin O'Connell, uh, in his free time, uh, decided to talk with, uh, some Hubbard radio friends in, uh, Hubbard broadcasting friends, uh, in the Purple Daily podcast. And, uh, here's a little bit of what he had to say, uh, about Kirk Cousins and turning him loose. I want to know what you have to say. At- uh, but make no mistake about it, guys. You said it. I mean, there's going to be times where you've got to trust Justin Jefferson to go get the football in a contested situation. Adam Thielen, Irv, uh, you, you got to hang in there. One thing I've never questioned about Kirk is his ability to hang tough in a pocket with his eyes up downfield. Um, and, and with that, if we can pair that, that toughness, that, that pocket, uh, you know, trust that he has, um, and, and build separation through our scheme. Obviously, our receivers are going to get separation with the way they run routes and their ability. Uh, but if we can do it in the rhythm and timing, uh, and that's coaching, in my opinion, building schemes, creating space, uh, you know, limiting. You kind of get the point there, him talking a little bit about uh, turning Kirk Cousins loose. He prefaced it by saying that he did coach Matthew Stafford and they didn't win a game. The, in, the Rams, by the way, didn't win an entire game in the month of November last year, last season. The Super Bowl winning Rams, Matthew yeah. Stafford threw a lot of picks during that uh, that time period as well. The whole conversation was Kirk. You know, he's very uh, conservative, doesn't like to turn the ball over. Will kind of opt to not go for the risky throw uh, because of the interceptions and whatnot. And so, anyway, uh, what do you think of Kevin O'Connell, the new Vikings head coach? What do you think of his comments uh, on Kirk Cousins? Did he say anything? I mean, it's a very he, I listened to this. He did about 15 minutes with these guys. There's not one real kind of thing I took away other than this guy could be a politician with how he's a Rocco Baldelli-esque and how you can say, you can talk for two minutes without saying anything at all. There's one thing that he snuck in there that stood out to me, but otherwise I don't think he said anything. All right. What's the, the thing that stuck out the to you? The one thing that he said is, uh, I had, he, uh, I'm paraphrasing now because I don't remember the exact quote, but something like, I've always admired his ability to stand tough in the pocket. But then he sneaks in there, uh, we're just going to try to make sure he can find a way to create some separation. Because <laughs> he sucks at that. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> it's uh, not. It's one of those, like, is he tough and stands in the pocket? Yeah, but also it's be- maybe because he has an inability to not get out of people's way. <laughs> 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 it's because when he's in the pocket, he's got cinder block feet. It's just a little that. So that part was like, you know, we can turn him loose if all he has to do 
is just move his feet a little bit for crying out loud. So I guess this brings... Otherwise, I didn't think he said anything. Okay, so this brings me into my next question, uh, which is, do you think that... And not, you know, Kevin, is Kevin O'Connell going to work is a very broad question and still way too early to tell. But based on just kind of the knowledge of O'Connell and Cousins worked a little bit together in Washington. Cousins obviously was gunning for O'Connell to get this job. The Vikings are going to be more of a pass first offense, you know, with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith coming back. Is this, is this going to work with Kirk Cousins and Kevin O'Connell? Do you see these guys having a good relationship and, and having like leading to not just statistical success, but like Cousins having just a solid year? I think it could be argued that the relationship is already better. <laughs> I, I, th- I don't think anybody's going to debate you on that one. I think it could be argued that it'll probably be statistically fairly successful because Kirk Cousins has not had statistically bad seasons. No. There's a there's a lot of things that I, I think could work. There's just a, a matter of, for a lot of Vikings fans, do you have a belief in Kirk Cousins? Like some holistic belief in Kirk Cousins because not a lot of Vikings fans do. I think it's I've never seen the Vikings fans divided on a player like Kirk Cousins. That's yeah, the weird part. He's tough. It's interesting because he's so good and you can see why people are enamored with him, but you can also see why people are ready to jump ship at the first possible opportunity. Yeah. It it's tough. So short answer yes or no. Yeah, sure. I mean I already said I think they're going to win the division this year, so. All right. Um uh I'm going to put a bow on this by jumping back to one thing. Okay. Chris Paddock was number 20 for the Twins. Ah, dang it. Okay, all right, whatever. All right, there you go. There's Corey with his purple optimism on a Tuesday in July. So uh, there you go, some purple optimism for the Minnesota Vikings. There we go. I was looking for the hockey. All right, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, it's tough because I think Kirk Cousins is going to have the same statistics as he does every season. I don't think that's going to change. I don't think you're going to see his yardage numbers go up. I don't think you're going to see his touchdown numbers go up. And I don't even think based on the way that, you know, kind of trying to turn Kirk loose and not be so scared of throwing interceptions, I don't even think his interceptions are going to go up. I think you won't be able to tell his O'Connell seasons, apart from his Zimmer seasons, if you look at the back of the baseball card, so to speak. If you just look at the pure line stats, what I think will really set Kirk Cousins apart in the Kevin O'Connell era is if he can win football games. And I think Kevin O'Connell will be more willing to work with Kirk Cousins. I think there's already a better relationship between O'Connell and Cousins than Zimmer and Cousins. Uh, and I... I just think that that's going to lead to a little more success. They're going to be a little more willing to pass the ball, do a little bit of different things um, that can kind of mask Kirk's flaws a little bit. Look, Kirk Cousins is who he is. He's not going to all of a sudden become a different quarterback, but it's can the Vikings do more around Kirk and work with him a little more. I think that's going to help. I think that's going to help him win some games. And yeah, you know, uh, hopefully Corey's prediction is right and the Minnesota Vikings hang the banner on the NFC North. This coming season, uh, weird that we're talking football in July, but hey, training camp is just a few short weeks away. This has been the morning sports desk for Tuesday, the 12th of July.
When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffles Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.